Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Balance Boss Podcast. I am your host, Lauren Zoller. And today we have a very exciting guest on the show, Cam Frazier. Cam is a sex coach, a certified sexologist, and tantric yoga teacher. And although specializing in men's sexual health, he also teaches all-inclusive workshops and courses, as well as he works with people one-on-one. Cam's work integrates scientifically validated, medically accurate information with esoteric teachings from the mystery traditions, emphasizing the expansion of pleasure and alleviation of anxiety. I am so excited to have Cam on the show today. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the Balanced Boss Podcast, where we discuss how to live abundantly in all areas of your life. Here is your host, and work-life balance coach, Lauren Zola. Cam, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Why don't you tell all of the listeners where you're located? I'm located in Perth, Western Australia. Wow, I've never been to Australia. You need to come one day. It's amazing. (laughs) Have you been there your whole life? Um, no, I actually, I uh, was born in the UK, born in London, and then I lived in the USA for six years. Awesome. What part of the US? Uh, I spent a couple of years in Georgia, and then I spent a couple of years in Iowa, and then I floated around between California and Nevada. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Awesome. Cool. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and jump right in. I want, I always start the Balance Boss podcast with an intention setting. And since you are heavily involved in this, Mm. um, but I want you to go ahead and set an intention for the show today. So how do you want listeners to leave feeling um, or what do you want them to walk away with at the end of the show? Mm, Okay, my intention for the show today is to leave listeners feeling inspired and aroused. Yeah. Mm, I like that. Mm. (laughs) I think people will be excited about that. Yes, I hope so. Or maybe a little scared. So hopefully you can (laughs) shed some light. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. A little bit of that's it. That's normal. So tell us about your coaching practice, about your business, how it started, and then also what's your why behind what you do? Yeah, no problem. Well the whole I guess the whole idea to study like human sexuality and be a bit more open and honest and real and raw about it started when I was in America, actually, Um, specifically when I was in Georgia. I was uh, over there to study psychology and philosophy and um, in, you know, the deep south, the conservative south with the, um, the, uh, you know, the religion and the Bible thumping and Mm -hmm. and all that sort of stuff that was happening there, Um, saw a lot of or witnessed and experienced a lot of uh, sexual repression and suppression. You know, it was very, um, it was very guilt-ridden and, and associated with shame and fear um, and anxiety. And so I saw this like playing out in front of me in really detrimental ways. So, um, you know, studying psychology and then also um, started doing a lot of yoga over there to, to help with my, um, I had a pretty bad back injury. So I had to get into yoga and Pilates. And, and so that opened me up to a world of, awareness and mindfulness and um, like you mentioned intention setting and really understanding that um, you know through psychology and through movement therapy um, such as yoga or massage or whatever it might be that you can really open yourself up to a whole world of um, experiences and specifically pleasurable experiences because we're so often so 
sex or pleasure negative. Um, mm-hmm. So that was kind of, you know, that was, this is what spurred my whole, my whole why, I, I guess. I saw that there was a need for it. I saw that there was a, um, that there was a lot of things happening to try and stop people from experiencing the most pleasure that they can have to stop enjoying sex. And um, I thought, you know what, I'm going to go against the grain here and, and try and teach people and, and offer some advice as to how to enjoy these things. Yeah, that's so powerful. I think that that's a conversation that's not had a lot right now Mm. is that whole, the whole conversation around shame and people are so, there's so much fear and shame around sex and pleasure and, and being able to really experience those things in your life and feel okay about it. Mm, Yeah, definitely. Like it's so taboo still. Yeah. Can you talk a little, and I know we're kind of this whole conversation, I'm super excited to have you on the show, is going to kind of drift in different areas. We're going to stay sure. on topic, but I'm sure we're going to drift off too. Can you talk a little about, because I think that we use the word shame a lot, mm. and there's no real context around, I don't know, the tangibility of what shame really looks like, especially in, I know that what you work in, the, the field that you work in, it's it's pretty clear how shame will show up. Can you give some tangible examples of of the shame around sexuality, what that would look like or how yeah. someone can, can recognize if that's showing up in their life. Yeah, sure. So there's like, um, if I'm looking physiologically for some characteristics, um, shame kind of shows up as anxiety and symptoms of anxiety. Um, so I'll start, if I'm working with a client, I'll start looking for things like, um, really shallow breathing or thoracic style breathing. Um, like if they've got elevated heart rates or if they can feel their heart rate kind of um, picking up, uh, it can be things like muscle tension and muscle tightness is a really big one. Um, yeah. Uh, kind of a feeling of being um, maybe feel of being like alert or, or hyper aware or um, almost like overstimulated or overactive. So all these things that kind of, um, that, that are associated with anxiety, I find really um, kind of stem from this idea of being um, feeling shame about the, the expression of their sexual self. So mm. yeah, there's quite a lot of similarities. Yeah. So that it shows up physically mm, in the body, which I think we as human beings tend to, you know, as yoga practitioners, we are constantly in tune with our bodies, but I think that there's a lot of Americans and maybe even outside of the U S as well. I just know that I have, um, experience here where we're not, we can't tune in to the physical effects of anxiety and all of these things that start to show up physically in our body. So that's, <laughs> I love that. That's the first thing that you brought awareness to is that it shows up physically through shallow breathing and um, other things that can happen inside of your body. Yeah. And it's like, usually the thing that gets like, oh, the body's not necessarily that important. I've got to focus on my mind first. And really, I think more people are becoming aware of the fact that those two things are so much more intricately linked than we give them credit for. Yeah, absolutely. And do you see, and just kind of a question for you as an expert, do you think that some of these negative stories that we live in from our past hinder the way that we react from a shameful place? I mean, is this living in this in a negative story over and over and over again? Mm, um, oh, does that build the shame? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like there's some things that are like, especially when we're looking around like sexuality and, and expression of our sexual selves that gets shut down so early on when we're little um, and then going into you know, early adulthood and adolescence, like there's so many negative stories that we get told or that we develop ourselves that just get reinforced by you know, popular and social media that it just compounds the issue. And then no one's there telling us 
how to break through these stories or how to rewrite them, how to you know rewrite our narrative. Um, so we just end up going and going and going until we get to the point where it becomes, um, you know, there's nothing we can do to, to over, overcome it. We feel super overwhelmed and, and like there's, you know, like the whole world's kind of caving in on us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this is something that I'm excited to talk to you about. And I think that this is such a buzzword right now in today's society, but no one really knows um, kind of the in-depth meaning behind it. But can you explain a little bit about tantric yoga? What is tantric yoga and how can someone practice tantric yoga if they're interested? Yeah, no worries. So um, essentially, and I I could do a whole podcast on this alone, but the, um, the, the essential difference is that uh, yoga um, and the Ashtanga styles of yoga, so like the eight-limbed um, Patanjali classical style yoga, is focused on um, is focused on the the physical. Uh, is focused on um, maybe a little bit of the uh, mental and um, and the stillness of the body. But tantric yoga kind of. Mm, forgets it forgets a little bit about the physical and starts to focus more on the subtle bodies the energetic bodies so uh, it's a it's almost like an emotional yoga we start to notice like things that are bubbling up for us when we perform certain actions when we do certain um, asanas or we do certain practices Um, so instead of focusing on the actual physical practice it focuses on the emotions that arise during that physical practice so there's there's none of this um I guess there's none of this like perfectionism um, when it comes to like a vinyasa style flow. It's more like forget the, what the practice looks like. Just start to focus on what you're feeling and how um, it's affecting the experience that you're having. That's essentially the differentiation between your um, your classical yoga and tantric style yoga. Um, mm. Yeah. Does that, I guess that makes sense. Like kind of. Yeah, no, it absolutely makes sense. I think that people hear tantric yoga Mm. And especially someone that's not, I mean, I, in my teacher training, we had to learn all about tantric yoga and, and awesome. all of the, the energetic and the subtle body around it. But there's for the, the, you know, the general population, they don't get that in-depth kind of discussion around it. And they probably have all of these myths and fears around what tantra yoga actually is. So I think that totally demystified it for people. Mm. And then what happens is that, 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 practice of becoming aware of what's happening internally for you then commonly gets applied to the experience of pleasure or the experience of um of joy or bliss or or orgasm or ecstasy or whatever it might be so very commonly that word tantra gets associated with with sex and sexuality and pleasure um because one of the many internal emotions and internal experiences that we can have is pleasure and is is arousal and is um you know uh, eroticism so um but it's not just limited to that it's you know we can experience a plethora of internal emotions and experiences um pleasure just happens to be a very nice sliver of those experiences that we can enjoy um but it's becoming aware of like the full spectrum you know from pain to grief to sorrow to joy bliss pleasure and orgasm yeah yeah and i think it's so easy for people to tap into the pleasure because it is something that people can relate to whereas so, you know, a lot of us in society tend to put pain and some of the harder emotions on the back burner. So yeah. I think that that may be why that may be why people, you know, think of tantra and they get they get a little, you know, oh, I don't know if I want to go there. Um, 
but that's so that's I love that you brought to the table that it's really making sure that you experience the entire range of emotions, anywhere from anger to sadness to happiness to pleasure. Um, and that's what Tantra really does bring to the table. So I, I kind of want so this is the Balanced Boss podcast, and we usually talk about, you know, ways that you can cultivate balance in your life, both in your career, but also in your, your home life, right? So mm-hmm. your relationships with people. So my question, you know, coming back to, to Tantra, which is what we just spoke to, how do you balance using that in your life in conjunction with your work? And how can someone use Tantra to kind of cultivate a deeper self-care practice for themselves? Like what are some tangible things that they could take away with them to start to build a self-care practice using Tantra principles? Mm, beautiful. Um, I guess the way that I that I balance my life is through. Um, I guess I, I see my life as a framework of three different relationships, and these like if you can imagine like a Venn diagram of three circles, three circles that intersect with one another. Um, and these three kind of relationships represent those three circles. One is like your relationship with yourself, right? Relationship with the self, and that's you know cultivated through things like your physical practices, like if it's yoga or if it's hitting the gym or if it's Tai Chi or Qigong or running or swimming or whatever it is, but it's like just relating to the self with the food that you put into your body, with the way that you respect your body, um, you know, with the self-pleasuring practices that you have, whatever it is. Um, And then the kind of second relationship then is your relationship with something that's greater than your physical self. So for a lot of people that, something you know that's something outside of them tends to be religion or you know something that's happening more often is this you know new age idea of spirituality uh the language you use could be you know your relationship with god or your relationship with consciousness with spirit with source um with energy uh it could be your relationship with the planet with community with tribe whatever it is um it's it's just creating that relationship with something that isn't you with something that is greater than you and then that third relationship um, and that third circle in the Venn diagram is then creating that relationship or bringing some reverence some some, some sacredness into that relationship that you have with other people. So it could be, you know, if you're in a long-term partnership, it could be bringing some sacredness into that, that relationship with your partner. Um, it could be, um, a, a, it could be one of your children. It could be your, your mother or your father, or it could be a friend or a business worker or, or a business partnership, whatever it is. But it's like, establishing nice, strong, healthy, reverential relationships with another person. Um, and so that's like this trinity of relationships um, that I try and balance my life with. So I find that if my, um, if my work takes over my, my life, so if my, my, maybe my relationship with other people starts to um, impact um, my relationship with myself and I tend to forget my self-care practices, then I become unbalanced. Um, or if mm. my my relationship with myself takes you know priority for a little while, and I forget to do my meditations, and I forget to um, maybe do some consecration and and connect with spirit and connect with source, then I become unbalanced as well because I become a little bit too much in um, the physical rather than in you know a balanced state between the physical and the spiritual. So um, that's kind of the yeah, that's kind of the framework that I would that I would suggest, and and then I guess with regards to then starting to use tantric practices to bring some, you know, bring some balance and bring some tangible changes to your to your life. The I guess like the first 
the first and most basic practice that I can think of is just really starting to move your body, right? So um, if, you know, and we kind of think tantric practices have to be these crazy, um, sometimes sexual things, but, you know, a really simple way of just getting in touch with how you're feeling and how you're, you know, tantra is about living in the moment and, and understanding how you're experiencing the world as it is um, without trying to escape it, but experiencing the, the nirvana and the enlightenment that is in the present moment. And one of the ways you can better do that is to notice how your body feels, is to move your body and notice what's going on for it. Are there points of tightness and tension? Or can you, um, can you find points of looseness and relaxation and rest in your body? Um, and what can you do to kind of experience that more? So, um, yeah, if you've got a yoga practice, you know, just keep doing your yoga practice on a day-to-day basis. If you don't have a morning routine, you know, you can do Pilates, you, know, you can do um, CrossFit, you can do whatever it is, but something that brings you into the body and brings you into the present moment is like just the foundational thing that you should be doing. Awesome. So you really just give the, you know, the advice to, to move your body in some sort of fashion yes, um, to make sure that you're connecting with that, that sense of, of, you know, your physical source. Mm, definitely. I love it. Awesome. So in regards to, and so if somebody went going back to kind of the Trinity that you talked about, the, you know, the mm. self finding something that's, you know, greater than yourself and having a connection there. And then also with others, um, are there any sort of kind of, how do you know, because we talk about this on, on the podcast all the time too, like the term balance to me is kind of a buzzword to get to pull people in. But in mm. all reality, we never really have balance in our life. <laughs> we have counterbalance mm. when, you know, when something goes kind of goes astray, we can do other things to bring ourselves back into the state of equilibrium. But, you know, regardless of how hard we try to have balance, something, our life eb- ebbs and flows. So is there going back to the Trinity, are there certain kind of telltale signs that show up if something, how will someone know if one of these areas is kind of out of whack? Yeah, definitely. So um, I guess circling back to those symptoms of, or those characteristics of anxiety, those things will tend to pop up. Um, They might not be something that you're fully aware of. They might just kind of go unnoticed for a little while until you take a moment to maybe check in with yourself. But um, yeah, things like muscle tension and muscle tightness. Um, we've got like an epidemic of lower back problems in the West. Um, so that gives you an indication that some people are, um, you know, unbalanced and, um, yeah. not permanent. um, there's things like, um, you can like start feeling energetically quite heavy and quite sluggish. Um, maybe you like this feeling quite dull and feeling like there's, you know, the colors are a little bit dimmer or you know, that, that you're just feeling down you know it's Mm -hmm. something's not what it could be um so yeah there's a couple of like a couple of little things that might start to you know you might start to notice them every now and again but then they'll start to accumulate and um and that's when you know you're probably stuck in like this cycle right we get stuck in a cycle of of anxiety i suppose that's the word that's the buzzword that i like yeah anxiety but um yeah well it goes back to to what you spoke about at the beginning too you know that shallow breathing and and having, you know, the anxiety show up in the physical form, I think, would you say that a lot of those, the same things that you spoke about at the beginning of, po- of the podcast are also what shows up here? Oh, definitely. Yeah, they show up, like they show up everywhere. And anxiety, like that word can be used to describe anxiety from 
you know, a life-threatening situation um, and like post-traumatic stress, or it could be anxiety, like if the people that I'm working with could be anxiety, like performance anxiety, you know, of, of and anxious about what you're going to tell your partner about what you find pleasurable. You know, there's, there's this whole spectrum of things that we find anxious or that are anxiety inducing in us. Um, and yeah, we can tell them apart conceptually and, and intellectually, but our body doesn't know the difference. Our body just reacts to this stimulus and we have these, um, we have these symptoms of anxiety pop up in our body. Mm, yeah, that's so powerful. Very powerful. So Cam, how would somebody know if they needed to work with you and, or if they needed to see, you know, some sort of a, you know, a sex coach or a sex expert, how would they know if, if you would be a good fit for them? Cool. So, um, I guess the first thing I would suggest is for people to quickly understand the debt, like the diff- the difference between the definition of a sex coach and a sex therapist. So if someone's wanting to work through trauma, wanting to work through some um, things that maybe happened in their past and that they, they think are affecting them now um, and that they need some management around that, then I would suggest maybe seeing a sex therapist. Uh, if someone's interested in taking their sex life you know, kind of to the next level, if they're wanting to explore and expand and maybe maximize the experience of pleasure that they can have and maybe learn how to engage more with their partner or engage more with their own sexuality and, and kind of think that there's more to it, then I would suggest seeing a sex coach, someone like myself. Um, and yeah, if there's, if there's like this, this urge or this like itch or this, you know, this interest in wanting to, you know, learn more about your sexuality, maybe you think there's, we were only scratching at the surface and that there's so much more to experience then, um, but you're not really sure where to go then yeah, reaching out to a sex coach or a sex expert um, is someone who's going to be able to take you to that next level and, and help you experience more. Awesome. I'm so glad that you brought that up. We, I talk all the time about the difference between therapists and coach and coaches. Mm. And I, you know, I'm a coach as well. And I, I preach all the time. We're not therapists. We always yeah. work in the way that I like to describe it is that therapists work a lot from past to present and coaches, we work from present to future. Where are you now and where do you want to go? Mm, Yeah, I love that as well. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So we're going to kind of, I have a couple more questions for you, but we're going to kind of wrap things up to a close. I've loved, I think what you have had to share today is so informative, um, especially in the light of, you know, tantric yoga and talking about tantra. I think that that's such a great area for a lot of people. So thank you so much for shedding light on that and allowing people to kind of be able to grasp that. Um, Mm. But what, so this is one of my favorite questions. So if there was one life lesson that you could leave for generations to come, what would it be and why? Oh, what a question. Okay. <laughs> if there was one life lesson, hmm, I'll be, I think I would say don't be afraid of exploring your body. Don't be afraid mm. of exploring pleasure in your body. That would be the life lesson I would give to people. That's so powerful because so many of us do not. Everyone, listen, that's your permission to go do that. <laughs> yes, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And it's almost like there's so many of us that are waiting for permission. Mm, mm, just an invitation they need. Yeah. 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 So that's so powerful. Thank you. So tell everybody what's next for you. Um, tell us if you have any courses, workshops coming up or where people can reach out to you if they want to coach with you. Yeah, um, so I've just finished up a couple of tantric yoga courses here in Western Australia, and the plan is to have 
some online courses available in the next couple of months. So um, you can find out all the information around those and more, more information about my one-on-one coaching um, at uh, www.kamawellnessperth. That's K-A-M-A, wellnessperth.com. And then all my other stuff that I share, all the other content that I put out into the world is on my Instagram and that's at camfraser400. Awesome. And we'll list all of that in the show notes below too. So guys, if you're interested in working with Cam, you want to check out what he's up to, make sure that you look at the show notes below. Cam, it was so amazing having you on the show. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your wealth of knowledge. I know there's so much that people will take away from this today. Uh, Thanks so much for having the platform to have these conversations. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And we'll talk soon. 